0: Meisers, he, he. We now talk about food that's growing in the land of Surya. Surya is effectively modern-day Syria, geographically, to the north of Israel. And Surya, in the first temple period, was conquered by um, David Amalek's troops, but not after Eretz had been conquered. It was conquered by like his proletariat private troops, and that being the case, it doesn't have the same status as the rest of Eretz Yisrael, meaning it's part of Israel politically, but doesn't have the status of Eretz Yisrael, Kedush Eretz Yisrael, and the Mitzvahs, tulis Ba'aretz, like Trumas and Meisras, actually are not incumbents upon produce from that land, Midor uh, Much like today, the city of Eilat is in the political entity called Israel, under Jewish control, but certainly the land of the city of Eilat's, Whatever, it's not, it's not part of Eretz it, Israel, and the mitzvahs aren't leave, it's Midoraisa, things that grow there don't need to be tithed, etc. Midoraisa. Now, so our mission is talk about Surya, and the rule is that produce from Surya is exempt from tithing Midoraisa, but midurabanan, if it Jewish produce from Surya, must be tithed. Our mission will consider what happens if it's not necessarily Jewish produce, it's non Jewish produce. So now, before we read the Mishnah, non-Jewish produce can be one of two things. It could mean that a non-Jew owns the land, and of course he owns, therefore, the produce on the land, um, and he's selling that produce, and that would be non-Jewish produce, and certainly that's exempt. Um, But it also could be that the non-Jew owns the land, um, but a Jew purchased the produce while still attached to the ground. That being the case... It's not so clear if that's considered to be Jewish produce or not jewish produce. So we'll differentiate between that, at least according to one of the sheets of the Mishnah. But first, our Mishnah is going to consider when you buy produce that's in the ground and it had belonged to a non-Jew, but now a Jew is taking over. And at least in the first part of the Mishnah, the Jew is taking over buying the land itself and the vegetables therein. The question is, are those vegetables still and tithing if when he purchased the vegetables... They already had passed the stage of Onosumisris. So here the mission says inside, yarek If a perch- if a person, a Jew, purchases a field of vegetables from a non-Jew in the land of Surya, meaning to the north of Israel, where there's no chiyah of but there's a Khiya medorabanan, But he's now purchasing vegetables that are already like beginning to grow. So the Mishnah differentiates Tanakama, Im Adjlo bala onusamaisris if when the Jew purchased the land, the little carrots growing inside it aren't yet reaching the stage of onus so then it became a Jewish field, and when the carrots grow enough to, be, to reach onus they're Jewish-owned carrots that cross that important threshold of onus and therefore Midorabonin, it's a Jewish field and Jewish produce in Surya, which is therefore Midorabonin Hive in the Shumas But Mishabol onus if the Jew purchased this field, when the carrots therein were already purchased Past the stage of onus and ma'isrus, and the important cutoff point where the Khiv to, t- to have requirements of tithing kicked in, and at that point, when they kicked in, when the when the carrots in the field crossed the threshold to become subject to tithing requirements, it was owned by non-Jew and therefore exempt. So, when a Jew buys the carrots after that stage, or the land with the carrots in it after that stage, so then pator. Then those carrots are exempt from tithing requirements because they really were non-Jewish owned, in not in Israel. The Mishnah therefore goes on to say, He can go right ahead and harvest in his normal way, and there's no requirement to tithe. But this means he himself, meaning the farmer, because that's the shita of the Tanakhama, in contrast to Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says, Rabbi Yudas says, not only he, but also his workers can harvest these carrots, or whatever the vegetable is that's growing, and there's no problem. Meaning, according to the Tanakama, if a person hires a third party to harvest the vegetables that he purchased when he purchased the field after the time of Onus Amisris, so then, the, according to the Tanakama, the rabbis were concerned that onlookers would think that this produce actually is subject to the tithing requirements, and so those to make a hekher to differentiate. To make to pe- people should realize that I don't, this field might have been special because it was purchased. How many purchased, and the year it was purchased by the Jew, it already had passed onu semaizrus, so it has special status to make a hekher. So we differentiate between if he he the owner of the field harvests and plucks those carrots, or for third party. So, Rebbe Yehuda says it doesn't matter. There's no hacker required. Tanakama says, yes, there is a hacker required. If he harvests it exempt, harvest these carrots that he purchased after owners the Meisters from the non-Jew in Surya. But if he gets one else to harvest it, they still will be required to be tithed. Now, Abana. Shimbang, now, Amr Rebbe Shemangamliel. Rabban is going to differentiate between, as I said before in the introduction here, between um, the possibility of buying the land and the vegetables they're in, and simply buying the vegetables. So he's going to say, listen, if you buy just the vegetables, and the land remain non-Jewish land, and we're talking about Surya, so according to the whole thing's a non-starter. That's considered to be non-Jewish produce. When a Jew buys vegetables from a non-Jew, if they're attached to the ground, who cares? They're totally exempt from tithes. It doesn't matter if you bought it before after, or after, because even if it's before Anas and these carrots are growing in a non-Jewish field, and not in Israel, so it doesn't get off the ground. The only time it gets off the ground is if he bought the land itself. In which case, then he agrees if you buy the land, so then if when you bought the land, the carrots were ready to pass on us a it's exempt. And before on a it would be chayv. Like the Tanakama. So therefore, the mission says inside, Amar Reb Gamliel, B'med when does what we said before, apply, that there's a possibility that the carrots that you purchased in the middle of, the, of a growth cycle from a non-Jew in Surya are subject to tithing requirements. If you buy them before Onus HaMaisris, that's Bizman Kanakarka. Karka. That assumes you bought not just the carrots before Onus maestris, but you bought the land itself, making it a Jewish field in Surya. Ava Bizman Karka. If you didn't buy the land, all you're buying is these little nascent carrots, then Im Ad Shlo Bal Onus even if you purchase the carrots prior to reaching onus of So when they cross that critical threshold of reaching onus of you own them and you're a Jew, so what says Rebbe Gamliel? You're a Jew and you own them, but you own them in Surya, and, the, and not only that, but the land that they're growing doesn't belong to you, it belongs to a non-Jew. So the whole thing's exempt, they're all pater. And in fact, Allah hafaz Rebbe Shem and Gamliel, that if a non-Jew owns land in Surya, it doesn't matter when a Jew buys the carrots they're in, they're exempt from tithing requirements. Okay, now the last part of the Mishnah is a little confusing because we have Rebbe arguing, but Rebbe's not arguing on and Gamliel. He's actually arguing on the first part of the Mishnah. The first part of the Mishnah which we said which we said that you're that you're buying the produce um, after Onus and the Maestris, then it's exempt. So, Rebbe holds, cheshbon. he says, well, he says everything is according to the proportion, according to the ratio. Meaning what? He says, listen, of course, when you bought these carrots and they were half grown, so then, they meaning they, because that's, for argument's sake, say that carrots are at a third of their growth are considered to be, have reached uh, onus of So they're half grown. So they're past onus and They're exempt from tithing. So de- when the deadline, the critical moments happened, and non these owned these, these carrots. So the Tanakhama says, then forevermore they're exempt from tithing. Rebbe here in the mission says not necessarily. He says it's true that when they grew in the non Jews' hand, they were exempt, because they were non Jewish. But now they're owned by a Jew. The growth that happens while the Jew owns these carrots must be tithed. So you have to make a chajmer, you have to calculate, you have to figure, listen, if you know, half of the carrot grew when I owned it and I'm a Jew. So then, according to Rebbe, you'll have to give like Tithed on fifty percent of the total volume that came out the ground, because like at least proportionally half of the carrots, of half of each carrot grew after you owned it, and that means half of each carrot is subject to tithing requirements. That's Rabbi Ishita, and Halacha does not follow him. Halacha follows Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, that that the that uh, you only need to tithe produce from Surya if a Jew owns the land, and even then only if he bought it before Ona Samaistras, and. Uh, the Gra at least poskins not the the Rambam and and the Bartonu doesn't don't say this but the Gra at least poskins that like um, Yehuda meaning in the event that you do purchase this foodstuff in the ground after and you purchase the ground itself after onus the ma'isrus so then not only you but even your workers can work the land harvest the vegetables and there's no problem there's no requirement to tie them in such a scenario.